comfort and stability to go underground, to go inside her darkness. But she always rises, and so will you. Welcome to the Persephone is Rising podcast. I'm your host, Shannon, and I'm super grateful for your presence. Welcome back to the Persephone is Rising podcast. I am going to be following my blogs with these podcasts, maybe elaborating a little bit more on what I write about. So today I want to talk about witchcraft. And, um, you know, I'll start from the beginning because I remember exactly when I started to research it and um, read about it. But um, I don't remember exactly when the interest sparked because I was one of those girls who went through that rite of passage or whatever it is you want to call it where you know we're always at each other's houses doing holding seances and trying to contact ghosts and playing with Ouija boards and that kind of thing and I just never really grew out of that and then when I was in my late teens I started to research Wicca because we had a new family computer and recently connected to the internet with dial-up and I just kind of went wild with looking things up because it's just so fun and we there wasn't as much information as there is today not nearly as much this was the um, early 90s so a long time ago <laughs> I had been I had begun to question a few things when during this time period like my late teens early 20s my grandfather's best friend died really young and I was only about 11 or 12 at the time I can't remember exactly and it was my first funeral and I remember feeling sad and still not really completely understanding everything um, and then when I was in college one of my best friends lost his sister and he was really close to her I watched his grief and I, as an empath, I clearly felt his sadness and it felt devastating to me. I couldn't even imagine how he had been feeling and because I was just picking up on a little bit. And these experiences, among others, slowly pushed me to explore um, spirituality, basically, in general. And I had a lot of friends who came from Catholic beliefs. My, my family came from... Christian beliefs we weren't we didn't go to church every Sunday but my parents were very um, open spiritually and encouraged us to talk about things and told us that we could talk to God from anywhere from our bedside from you know uh, sitting on the couch or wherever we are in nature so that was very encouraging to me and uh, I asked my parents for a uh, an amber and silver cross. I wore that cross a few times, but I it didn't feel right. It, it wasn't. It didn't fit right. So, I was 18 or 19 in college, discovering what spirituality meant for me. Uh, we got our first computer at home and connected to the internet, and that was still relatively new at the time. This was the early 90s. Uh, there wasn't a lot of information that I could find, but I read everything that I did find. And I don't remember exactly how I came across Wicca and witchcraft, but I remember the first time I read about it, 
I knew what witchcraft was, or rather how Hollywood defines it. And my world just kind of opened up and I felt like I had come home, quote unquote. And I, I've heard and I've read a lot of people describe it that way when they discover Wicca. So um, uh, the duality and the balance made sense to me. And I love the idea of the feminine because that was like a big question for me. Like, why is God a male and why is everything to do with patriarchy? It's not, it didn't, it didn't make sense to me. And my mind was still young at the time and I still didn't even completely understand everything. So, but, um, it just fascinated me and amazed me that there was evidence of, of this kind of spirituality that predated patriarchal religion by tens of thousands of years. And I was like, that's just proof for me right there. You know, I really connected with all of that. Most importantly, <laughs> well, maybe at the time, most importantly, I connected immediately with the idea of working on a spell. And I, I started one like immediately. And I, what I did was I lit a candle. I remember this moment exactly sitting in my room cross-legged with a candle in front of me and I burnt a piece of paper with his name and birth date on it and I remember calling him to be like what's your birthday <laughs> and um yeah it felt so easy to me because I was an ignorant little witch wannabe and that's exactly what I wrote on my blog because that's exactly what I was I wasn't a witch I was a witch wannabe he and I this guy became good friends but through me, he ended up connecting with a friend he had a crush on in high school. And she didn't like him then. And she didn't like him at the time this was happening either. But when I was on the phone with him, she'd end up talking to him. And then somehow they connected. And they dated for a few months. But then it ended. She had met someone else and was going to move on. And she ended up dating that guy for years. But the guy that I liked he wasn't happy at all about being ditched by this friend. And uh, he stayed bitter towards her for years. And I'm not one to assume that I'm the center of anyone's universe. People are responsible for their own actions. However, I did feel guilty because it's energy that I put out and it wasn't right. It was inappropriate and it was beyond what I had a right to do. So I ended up working some kind of release spell and the, the energy seemed to kind of like disperse after that and he let go. And who knows what happened there. Even though everyone ended up okay in the end, I still felt bad about it. But I learned a lot from that experience. So I'm thankful. I learned that you don't mess with other people's will. But among other things, for me today, being a witch means knowing yourself and knowing your craft. For years, I was just like in love with the idea. I, I was often in love with the idea of things. But a lot of the times I didn't have, I don't know, the chutzpah to, to commit. I don't know. Maybe I didn't, I wasn't ready. Being a, a starry-eyed, barely adult art college student who had an interest in witchcraft did not make me a witch. I learned that spellcraft is something that, for the most part, isn't used as much as we think it is by seasoned witches, older, more experienced witches. 
I should have never have been working a spell when I was still like a newbie student witch. And that's the thing. I learned through the years that um, you eventually don't even need, unless you are a ceremonial witch, practices Gardnerian witchcraft. Unless that's the case and it's part of your regime, your, your routine, a lot of witches let go of that need for, you know, lighting a candle or burning something or whatever ritual you practice. It's, it becomes, it's almost as if you realize that all the power is in you. These things help focus your attention and they help put you in the ritual mood. And believe me, I, I'm no, I'm not a seasoned witch. <laughs> I am still a newbie student, which I consider myself. Yes, even after 20 years, because there's still so much that I have to learn and I have to continue to get back on that track. And that's what I've been doing is focusing on my spirituality and my witchcraft. And the tool that is most used by these seasoned witches, quote unquote, um, is awareness, awareness of self, uh, of their surroundings, of their life. And another thing that I learned, like I mentioned before, never ever cast a spell that messes with someone's will. It's no one's right to mess with someone else's will. Real witchcraft is, it's more of working on yourself your own perception of things, increasing your knowledge and your power by being open to constantly learning through everyone and everything through self-care, of course, which includes the darker practices like journeying to the dark goddess. It, it's not all love and light and bubble baths. And a real witch works with her spells when they cast them to make the magic happen. So, if you cast a spell to get a job, you're not going to sit at home on your couch channel surfing. You're going to be on the computer. You're going to be at the job center. You're going to be handing out CVs. You're going to be sitting in front of your altar and meditating and visualizing yourself working. That's what I mean. Witchcraft is not something that is, you know, a quick fix or magic in what today's or yesterday's society um, thought of as magic, you know, like something that you can make appear out of thin air. It doesn't work like that. You have to work with magic. Part of witchcraft is you working your butt off to make that magic happen. So just sit with that for a second. <laughs> um, for example, a proper love spell and this is the best thing, I have to say this because, and I mentioned it in my blog as well, because I did cast that love spell. A proper love spell would include casting on yourself to open yourself up to love, to open your eyes and your heart to what you might not have been seeing. And then you would actually put yourself out there to meet people and be honest with your emotions and open and not like limit yourself and your choices. So I left home at 22 
and my life changed for a long time so witchcraft and spirituality remained in the background of my mind for a few years and a few months after I met my husband at 27 we moved in together and I started to connect with witches online we got a computer connected to the internet so I felt pulled to start researching and learning again and I confided in my then boyfriend, my now husband, telling him that I had a very strong interest in witchcraft and asking him if it freaked him out. And he said, no, not at all, and didn't really say anything else. So I was like, okay. And then the next day he came home from his storage unit with a mortar and a pestle and an athame. And if I didn't know already, I was pretty sure that I was going to marry him. <laughs> so with his support, I, I started buying books, reading, practicing, expanding my knowledge, conversing with people who were on the same path. I had joined a forum. I made friends. Um, but I made a lot of mistakes. I was still kind of cocky and arrogant. I met people who tried to mess with me. I wasn't super careful. I wasn't consistent with, um, with protection. And I think that well, besides being too arrogant, I was way too trusting. And um, I became part of a community of online witches. And like I said, I, I made friends. And I kind of got my ego stroked a little because I'm a little intuitive. So I can, you know, I would take a bath and use hibiscus body wash and chant this like love prayer in my head that just came to my head at the moment. And you know, when I would talk about it with one of my good friends who was a witch, I, I say like I added something to my book of shadows or I would tell her about it. And she just said, you are one of the most intuitive, talented witches I've ever met. And that was, you know, I was just a dumbass because I was just like, well, maybe I don't like have to work so hard because I, I am natural, you know, like, <laughs> but you can't think like that because it's not about that. It's not about you know, what you can achieve and what you have achieved. It's, it's continuing to grow and learn and, and keeping yourself open to grow and learn. That's really important. So for me, I truly became a witch in the last few years. And this isn't because I, I studied more, practiced more, followed ethical guidelines, faced myself, journeyed to the dark goddess, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. I became a witch when I accepted it. And I rejected the ideas people get when they hear the word and I embraced what it means for me. So I got laughed at so much and I don't care anymore. I don't care if people hear that word and they think, oh, you know, like she thinks she shoots fireballs from her hands or something. No. When you hear that word now, people are calling you to educate yourself. It's, it's not to be used in a derogative way anymore. That doesn't work. And being a witch will mean something different for everyone too. No one is right and no one is wrong and everybody everybody just is. So I was a fluffy bunny. I was a novice witch, an arrogant witch, and a she gives too much because she wants to heal witch. And today I'm a witch, plain and simple. And what that means to me is being someone who is aware of all aspects of themselves, even their darkest thoughts and feelings, and someone who is possibly scared but faces things anyway. Being a witch means being willing to learn from people we may not think we have anything to learn from. It means being confident, but humble, gentle, but fierce and firm. Being a witch for me means being myself without shame or apologies. I'm a flawed human being. I'll be the first to admit it. 
but so are you. So are we all, but that's not important. What's important is that we are always flowing and growing. Being a witch for me means flowing and growing. It means putting myself first so that I can be of service. Being selfish and unselfish. Being a witch means balance. I think that one of the most important parts of being a witch, of being human, is knowing that no matter how much you know or how much you've learned, you can still learn so much from everyone. Everyone. So, wow, I got a little worked up there. I'm really passionate about this. And I think I was passionate about it a really long time ago, but I lost my passion because somewhere in life, I lost my way a little bit, like we all do. But the important thing is to go back, to get back to your path. It's like I said in my first episode, we're cyclic creatures, we have ups and downs, and we stumble, and it's okay, but we just have to keep going, get back up, and figure it out. Thank you so much for listening again, and I hope you come back.